the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Good morning, everyone. You found Financial Food for Thought. Got Mark Dolly and Carol Waddell. And Carol's 21 years ago this weekend. And <clears throat> lest we forget. Yeah. She was one that was corresponding from her cell phone to the top. Cleveland, if you hear the sound of I got the 
Please call Vegas Heartbreaking. I'm on the plane. I'm calling from the plane. I want to tell you I love you. Please tell my children that I love them very much. And I'm so sorry, babe. I hope to be able to see your face again, baby. I love you. Bye. 9/11 9/11 9/11 9/11 9/11 9/11 9/11 9/11 9/11 9/11 9/11 9/11 9/11 9/11 9/11 9/11 9/11 9/11 9/11 9/11 9/11 9/11 9/11 9/11 9/11 
And so we'll talk about one of the things that we found over the decades we've been helping clients is that a lot of people going into retirement really don't have a good working knowledge of the estimated tax system, or so to speak, mm-hmm. or how to make it work for you in retirement. So or how you, to not pay estimated payments? Well, not pay. You know, not if you. Yeah, and and avoid the hassle because when you're working, it's it's in in not all cases, but in most cases, you're not too worried about estimated taxes because the payroll departments do a pretty darn good job of doing the right amount of withholding. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea that when you file your return, you're not getting too big of a refund or owing too much right. money. So you're staying out of the penalized situation. But that, of course, completely changes when you go into retirement. And, you know, you don't might not have that withholding stream that you always had in the past. So you have to create that. Mm-hmm. And that's where the problems begin. So, Carrie, get us started. All right. We'll go Good morning, there. everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 a.m. between 9 and 10. And we're a financial educational talk program here to give you um, financial news and relevant concepts and planning strategies so people can be aware of whether you're working, retired, married, single, um, and we talk this show about things that you need to be aware of so that you can get a better result. Um, many people aren't aware of opportunities and potential problems. And we're sponsored by the estate planning team, which is an affordable fee-based fiduciary planning firm that's been around Cleveland now well over 35 years and helping families and individuals and business owners um, through financial modeling and number crunching. We are not investment advisors. That's not what we do. Our role is to help people with the different areas of their financial life and do enough analysis or modeling so that they can make better informed decisions and make different choices so they get more net spendable dollars and minimize, in many cases, what the government gets, which is using opportunities and avoiding traps. Um, We are accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau, and we offer a free no-obligation, no-pressure consultation for someone if you want to learn about our process and if it's appropriate for you. If you're someone who needs just a little bit of help, maybe you do investments on your own or you have an investment advisor, but there's pieces and parts you want help with, you can go our hourly option or we have people who want to go through the comprehensive um, planning process through um, analysis, recommendations, and then implementation to make sure things are done correctly. And we've talked a few times uh, in the last few weeks about our financial, our life flow plan, our financial model. And certainly many people are still worried and um, rightfully so about inflation and market downturns and a possibility of a recession and how that impacts your long-term financial plans, whether that's potential retirement dates or spending that you want to do. And we can model in those worst case scenarios um, so that you know if something terrible happens and all these things happen and we have a slow growth or bad recession and years of slow growth, then you know, is it going to materially affect the longevity of your plan or your financial if your pile of money later at age 90 is 800,000 versus 500,000, is that really going to make a difference on your travel or your retirement dates and how to create the tax future tax efficient income, which is really important if you're in the camp with government spending, that tax rates are going to go up in the future, which many people are at least 
be proactive about your financial life now and take steps and strategies to minimize your cumulative tax liability, know what you need, you can spend and know what growth rate you need to be okay with the market volatility. A lot of people are going to cash or going to fixed and some people don't have to have so much in the market. Some people are buying because it's low. Why not? Um, everybody's different. But do you know what growth rate you need to make your money last? And those are things that we deal with at the estate planning team. We offer that free consultation either by phone or in person. We're scheduling through the end of the year. So if you'd like to take advantage of it, call our office, leave a message. We'll call you on Monday morning um, or you can go through the website financialfoodforthought.com. We have a little free consultation button. There's some incentives if you're coming in the fall. And if you're someone who really wants to look, are there steps and strategies that you might be able to take between now and the end of the year to take advantage of opportunities? You really need to get in by the end of November or mid-November to have time to actually do the analysis and then implement it. So we look for year-end planning opportunities because many people miss that. And on our website also is our planning classes and it's our annual IRA and Roth classes coming up. We have our first one next week, September 14th at 6 p.m. If you haven't registered yet, um, we still have space available. There's a great remarks, revamp the class, and we have a new workbook included. We're talking about still the rules, costly mistakes, misconceptions, strategies to minimize taxes, whether it's during your lifetime, to your family, the SECURE Act and what changes it made to the stretch IRA and showing you an example of how minimum required distribution in many cases is not in your best interest. And we'll show you how it many times creates more taxes for the government or I know you're going to spend time on the class too, how it can create more increases in your Medicare premiums. Right. We, sometimes we carry, we call that the RMD IRMA trap. You know, the the IRMA is the acronym for the income related monthly adjustment mm-hmm. amount, which determines how much your Medicare B and if you're electing right. Medicare D, the prescription drug plan uh, premiums would be. And they go up in, in relationship to how much income, taxable, adjusted, modified, adjusted gross income. So we explain that and we go through at the class this year, I'm going to go through a case example of that because over the last few years, and we haven't, we weren't doing a lot of classes right. during the the pandemic shutdown. We're, we're we were getting back into them, but over over that time period, we see a lot more clients who are co- new clients who that's one of their biggest concerns. They've gotten that they're they're starting to realize they're going, they're retiring, they're going on Medicare, and they're realizing that the required minimum distributions is going to trap them. That that it's going to cause them to pay higher and higher not only income taxes, as you were mentioning, especially if if the income tax rates go back up when President Trump lower tax rates expire at the end of 2025, but also because the the uh, you know the, the 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 Medicare premiums are going up, so it's it's a double cost. You know, you're paying more Medicare premiums and you're paying more taxes. That's sometimes what's referred to as the RMD trap. Now, certainly, not everyone has an RMD trap waiting for them. But don't ask your neighbor if they got one or if they don't have to be worried about one. You have to kind of figure this out yourself, and you can try. And it's hard math to do in your head. Uh, and you know, but it, but using the model projections, and that's where you play the different what if games. For example, a, a big determination of whether you're going to be trapped by future RMDs, obviously, is how much you have in that 
tax qualified, right? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things we go right. over the class, the tax wrappers, you know, on explaining the different assets and how what the tax effect is, both during your lifetime and at the time of your death. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the tax qualified, the ones that are subject to the required minimum distribution rules now, age 72, um, you know, do the the idea is that's one how much you have in that wrapper, but also what investment rate of return are you going to assume? Mm-hmm. Because I can tell you one thing: the trap is bigger the higher you use a rate of return. Right. So you might not have a trap at all if you only want to assume a two or three percent rate of return, but you may have a trap if you assume five or six percent. And not even a trap, you may have a missed opportunity if you're retired and you're in a very low tax bracket and effective or even effective tax rate. And in the future, you're going to be at a higher one. I mean, we do that for our year on planning, which is what I mentioned, a reason to uh, schedule a free consultation. We have a lot of clients that are looking to say, hey, can we zero out the or can I take money from the IRA, zero out? Um, different tax thresholds, whether it's the zero, 10%, 12, whatever that may be, pull it out and convert it to a Roth, which we are talking about this class, Roth conversions as well and opportunities. The classes are September 14th at 6 p.m. or September 20th at three o'clock. We are asking that you pre-register so we have enough workbooks and seats available for everyone, but you can do that online. If you send an email online, you will get a confirmation by Monday um, or call the office and we'll call you back and send you directions, but you can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com for the classes or for a free consultation. All right. So before I get to talking a little about the estimated taxes, just a couple of economic points. We talked a lot recently about the labor market, and that's really going to be what economists and the Federal Reserve and politicians are going to be keeping their eye on. Because if the labor market remains strong in America, meaning we get people back to work and the companies can keep up their productivity, that's what's going to help Fed Powell's soft landing. You know, he's going to raise interest rates. He made that clear again this week. Mm-hmm. He is, you know, the, it's probably now more leaning to 75 basis points. Now, we will get CPI on the 13th, I believe, Carrie. That's, okay. That'd be next week. Um, so we'll see if, and then the FOMOC meeting is later in, in September. But, um, so, but, but, so we got the weekly jobless claims and, that's where, again, it's showing pretty strong, right? So they came in at 222000 The street was looking for 240000 So it beat the street. Okay. And also, it's it's heading back towards down the two hundred thousand. So the 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 kind of the non official rule, or so to speak, is if weekly jobless claims are under two hundred thousand, that's a strong good labor right. market. If they're over three hundred thousand, there's problems ahead. Mm-hmm. And so two hundred fifty is right in the middle. So you can remember we've been watching: is the meter is it is it tilting towards above 250 towards the 300 which it was a few weeks ago a few months ago all of a sudden it's tilting back down towards the 200,000 so again we'll see how the labor market um speaking of raising interest rates hikes we, we you know europeans ecb european central bank you know christine lagarde 
they raised their 75 basis points, matching what the Federal Reserve has done. Now, that was an eye-opener because that's a big move for the right. ECB, especially when we're reading all the horror stories that Europe is going to have, you know, with Russia cutting off the natural gas and things. So they're willing to, which they're looking at a dire winter right. recession. They're willing, they're, they even raised interest rates 75 basis points. I think the Fed's going to raise our 75 basis right. points in September. Um, and th- th- again, they're saying they've got to get inflation. Europe inflation is running at 9%, Gary, right? And they're, they're still have a target of 2%. So they're following the Fed's lead. Um, and, and, they're going to risk, and then they're, now they're saying well, we're not, you know, forecasting a recession. But I don't know how you go into a winter with natural gas shut off and a nine percent inflation and not be, you know, looking at a recession. But we'll see. Um, one other note too, you know, there's been a lot of debate about whether President Biden's student loan forgiveness is a good or bad thing, right? And I'm not going to. I'll let you decide that on your own. No, that could be a whole show, Mark. Yeah. Um, and the bottom line is, so far, it's going to happen. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think the genie's out of the bottle, Carrie. I think it would be hard to put that genie back in the bottle. Um, I don't know. I mean, granted, there's a lot of issues around that, but... Um, it's going to be a nightmare. Oh, absolutely. I, I just can't even imagine. But one of the things is, one of the questions that I was curious about... Is I have a lot of questions that I'm curious about how this whole program is going to be managed, how the kids get, how they apply for it. Right. You know, they, they, supposedly there's something, a, a form coming out in October that, that the students have to get it filed by December 31st. Good luck. Right. I mean, don't wait till, you know, New Year's Eve to do it. I, I, you know. Yeah, how many people will? I missed the deadline. That's probably what they're hoping. Um, but... The, the the parent plus loan. So that's I, I've, I've been trying to keep my eye on that. So, Carrie, you, know, you remember the parent right. plus? So so there's yeah, not, we have some clients that actually have it. Right. That's when the parent of the student took out a loan to help pay for the student's college. In other words, the student had maxed out what they could get in right. terms of student loan, and so but the government allowed this what they call the parent plus, which. Um, you know, would allow then, um, you know, and millions of families, you know, you know, did that. And let's see what it say. You know, so here's a so here's a kind of a synopsis. The Parent Plus program lets people borrow the total cost of attendance, room and board, books and personal expenses on top of tuition for as many years as it takes to get a degree. So that's kind of the background. So there was some question about, well, well, if the student took out his own loan, is going to get the $10,000 right. forgiveness. And if he had a Pell Grant, 20000 right? Well, if the, if the student's parent took out a PLUS loan, would they get it? I would guess no. Or I don't know. Would be my uh, guess. Yes, they are. Oh, okay. And I think this is partly the reason why we have no idea how much it's really going to cost. I was going to say, I was thinking it's too pricey as it is. 
Right. So apparently, you know, so what I found so far, the Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, and a think tank outfit called Verify are all saying that it's their it's their understanding interpretation is that Parent Plus would also get forgiveness. In other you mean words, Joe Biden didn't spell it out exactly which things are other than ask, the Pell let, Grant clarification. Let's, let's ask Joe. He's in town, right? I think he's in oh, town for the that. Intel ground baking. You know, and uh, oh. so we can maybe someone will ask him. Um, all right, so so basically, the, you know, the first question is, do Parent Plus loans even qualify for debt forgiveness? And apparently, yes. <laughs> the Department of Education you know, is saying, yeah, yeah it, it should count. So then the second question is, well, are then parents and students going to be considered separate borrowers? Meaning they each could get the 10000 right, forgiveness. Right, because technically it was for one college student. Right. And I guess the the was oh, that double dipping. So I guess the understanding is that Parent Plus loan borrowers would qualify forgiveness based on their own income and loan, while their children would separately qualify based on the same factors. And and apparently, parents could have gotten their own Pell grants. Oh, so so where's your little ka-ching, ka-ching, <laughs> ka-ching? sound it sounds like yeah more for all of the buzzer for all of us future taxes so uh, you know uh, yeah i don't know if i've got my uh yeah so apparently so if if the child had pell grants they get twenty thousand right off and if their parent had plus loans with pell grants they'd get another twenty (sighs) thousand so that's apparently the latest um, keep your eyes and ears open if you're in that category. And but again, my recommendation is get yours if it's allowed. Right, you're going to pay for it one way or another. You might as well take advantage of it. Right. I think they're going to open the applications what October first. Well, supposedly the it's going to be out October. there online. They're going to have this application. You th- you think it's going to crash the first couple of days? You think. Would be my not that they had any problem with the you know the healthcare exchange when that went online. Oh right, exactly. I'm thinking, yeah. You know, it may cost three hundred billion just to get the online working. They they forgot to add that little uh, price tag for that one. All right. Well, regardless, because if you are worried about all this government spending, that's an argument to either have a free consultation and be proactive and look what opportunities you might be missing out on. Many people don't realize that we come in and actually for the free consultation, we'll run some preliminary preliminary analysis and show you opportunities, problems, where you're headed. And if you have IRAs and company plans or similar assets, we're actually going to show you the impact of minimum required distribution. So take advantage of a consultation or come out to our planning classes. Call 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Now, now, Carrie, I'm torn because, again, I think this country is going to have to go through a recession, hopefully not a deep recession. But I think the recession is in in the shorter window than the longer window right now, meaning in the next 18 to 24 months versus the next, you know, five years or something else. Um, so debt forgiveness will help. Right. I, I mean, it will but help it those cost. who need. And I, I don't agree the way they did it. I think the school should have chipped in half for, of the of the bailout. I think they put the income cap too high. I think it should be half than, than what they put in. Um, but whatever. It, it is what it is. Um, 
But that leads us to how dire and do you believe the dire predictions that some economists believe? So this is our Cassandra of the Week Award, Carrie, right? Okay. Um, so who was Cassandra, Carrie? Cassandra is the Apollo fell in love with. She was a human and he gave her the gift of prophecy and then she wasn't into him. So he gave her an additional gift that no one would ever believe her. So right. she, was, she was cursed with the gift of prophecy that no one would ever believe. So this week's award goes out to Niall Ferguson. Okay. Okay. So Niall is a historian, uh, is author of 16 books. Okay. He's been a professor at Harvard, the London School of Economics, okay. as well as New York University. Okay. Pretty smart guy. Right. Or um, knows someone. No, I'm kidding. What? <laughs> or, no, or knows people. <laughs> okay. um, all right. So. Um, I'm saying that because I don't know what he's going to say, Mark. That I'm gonna... Here's one of his quotes. I'm going out on a limb. Let's consider the possibility that the 2020s could actually be worse than the 1970s. Hmm. Um, That's doom and gloom. Ferguson said the catalysts have already occurred to spark a repeat of the 1970s, a period characterized by an OPEC oil embargo, Middle East war, and high inflation. Yet this time, the severity of recent recent shocks was likely to be greater and more sustained. So Ferguson goes on to say the ingredients of the 1970s are already in place. Um, the monetary and fiscal policy mistakes of last year, which set this inflation off, are very alike to the 1960s. Um, and then, and, then and, and he goes on to say, as in 1973, you get a war. Okay. Um, and he's predicting that this war, meaning the Russia-Ukraine war, is lasting much longer than 1973 war. So the energy shock it is causing is actually going to be more sustained. Okay. Um, so other reasons why he's saying it's going to be so bad. Um, we're currently lower productivity growth. That's what I keep saying, right, Gary? If if a, if American cor- you know corporation productivity goes down the drain, we've got problems. Um, so currently lower productivity growth, higher sovereign debt levels, and less favorable demographics now versus fifty years ago. Um, at least the, in the nineteen seventies. You had detente between superpowers. Detente. I love that word, Carrie. Detente. Detente. Um, I don't. Have, I can't speak with a French accent, but you know. Me either. In the nineteen seventies, you had detente between superpowers. I don't see much detente between Washington and Beijing right now. In fact, I see the opposite. Um, so there you go. So Nile is gets the Cassandra of the Week award, and I don't know if it'll be as bad as the nineteen seventies. That was really bad. Um, that's where we had the stagflation, right? And that's where you had, you know, now most of the, I guess what I'm saying is most of the baby boomers weren't paying the bills back then. So now some were, but most weren't. And so a lot of the people now heading in of recently in retirement or maybe heading into retirement or wondering when they can retire, now, all of a sudden, if we have that type of economic, that's the idea. Is that going to derail your retirement plan? And those are one of the things that, well, you know, we help clients with. All right. 
Everybody's favorite topic, Carrie. Estimated. Taxes, yeah. Um, so, again, one of the things is just getting a working knowledge of how the estimated tax system works and using it to your advantage. That's the key here, right? That, that helps you with your annual cash flow, um, helps you staying out of penalty situations and, you know, keeping the surprises at a minimum, right? And also perhaps not just getting huge refunds. Now, a lot of people like getting those refund checks, Gary, right? And certainly we've had clients over the decades who they design it that way. And that's if that's your choice, but at least be aware that you have some other choices. Right. And but other people, other clients we've helped along the way, they they were they were struggling to make estimated payments only to wind up getting a refund. Which makes no sense. And, and to that, come up with a have to raise the cash to pay an estimate just to get it back. Right. With no interest. Doesn't now, really work. Now, you could say that um, maybe, you know, in, in the in, like in the low interest rate world that we've experienced up until this, you know, this year, right, starting last year. So in a low interest rate world, who they a lot of people didn't really care. In other words, if, if they were getting refunds, okay, we always say, well, you just gave the government an interest-free loan, right? You know, mm-hmm. Unless they, the, the government's delayed in getting your refund back, right. they don't pay interest. All right, but, but, if, if, but the client was saying, well, even if I had that money and it was sitting around in the bank or a CD, I, I, what, I wasn't getting any interest on it anyway. Right. You know, and, and the reverse or the other side of that coin is if there, you had a, a taxpayer – who was shorting that was was getting interest penalty for right. being not timely paid? You know, there was they were making a payment on April fifteenth, right? But because th- they were penalized because they owed too much, mm-hmm. and they got an interest penalty, they really didn't care either because the IRS interest rate was so low it was immaterial, right? All right, it was you know negligible, but that's what's changing. In a rising interest rate market, mm-hmm. all right, um, and, and now you may notice it, and may you may care, uh, you know, because the IRS just announced that the interest rates will increase again for the fourth quarter, beginning October first. So the individual rates it'll now be six percent per year. That's up a whole percentage point from before, which was an and increase. Do you really want to pay the government anything extra? Um, uh. Okay. Um, now, also, if you're saying, "Well, I, my bank's not my bank's not going to pay me anything anyways," well, have you looked at CD rates lately? They're still not that great, Mark. Well, have you looked at the internet CD rates? Yeah, but still, they're still what two and a half percent. I've seen well, two. I've seen maybe two two and a half percent for one year. If you if, if as opposed to leaving it, if the government holds it, they're not going to pay you two and a half percent, right? Um, yeah, and the, the, so the brick and mortar are still paying maybe not even one right. for one year, but the internet. So, anyways, so the general rule that sometimes we talk about is the fact that if you know if you you have to understand your safe harbors, and I'll, and the idea is that 
it's okay to owe money on April 15th as long as you don't owe too much. Right, or you owe without penalty. That's what I'm saying. If you owe too much, you get penalized. And it's mostly an interest penalty. Um, we're not talking about a huge, you know, right. a 666 penalty. That's something different. This is That's more for fraudulent or willfully, you know, filing, you know, bad returns. But if you, in your honest effort, filed the return, there was nothing wrong with it other than that you owe. Then they're just going to charge you the interest that you would have owed them. And it's a daily calculation, right, for how many days of interest that you owe, compounded. So to stay out of that penalty situation, the government gives us two safe harbors, we call them. Okay, and one is called the previous year safe harbor, and the other one is called the current year safe harbor. And so, again, the general rule is if you think that this year's tax is going to be as much or more than the previous year's tax, just go with the previous year's safe harbor. And the previous year's safe harbor is the easiest because that's a known number. It's a known number. We know the total tax you paid for 2021. Now, if, however, though, you knew for sure that your taxes this year were going to be a lot lower than last year. A good example of that is that first year you're in retirement, where in the previous year you might have been at your full wages and had a full tax liability to go with that. Or I was thinking somebody who had great capital gains last year and this year. eh, That's the one. That's the issue we have this year, which I'm going to talk about. But the general, you know, just you have a life-changing event. And you know for sure that taxes aren't going to be anywhere near last year's taxes. Well, it would be unfair if the government made you pay 100% of the previous year. Then you go on current year. So then they give you a second option, which is the current year safe harbor. Now, the current year safe harbor, as you were alluding to, is much harder to come up with because you have to estimate every single line on your tax return to try to figure out what you think your liability is going to be. That's a lot of work for a lot of people, right? Um, that's why you know the, the it, it. That's why the general rule is: don't worry about that. Just go with the previous year safe harbor. But there's a caveat to the federal under the previous year safe harbor, Carrie, and that is if in the previous year your adjusted gross income was in excess of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you have to bump up. of the previous year's tax to 110% of the previous year's tax. you got to kick in that extra 10%. Ohio just has the 100% rule. So that's the first one, the previous year safe harbor. You either pay 100 or, if necessary, 110% of your previous year's tax, and you're covered. As long as those taxes are paid timely. Okay? So we'll talk about what's deemed timely as we go through this discussion. Um. And on the current year safe harbor, the government understands that that's much, it's hard to get it exact, right? So they give you a 10% buffer. So the current year safe harbor rule says as long as by the end you've got at least 90% of your actual tax liability paid in timely, you're covered under the current year safe harbor. Now, General rule or general questions that we've gotten. You don't have to tell the government which safe harbor you're using. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, 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 it's just by the end, are you covered by one of them? Either, right. Okay. Um, also, a general rule is the safe harbor 
you used last year may not be the one you want to use this year and maybe not the one you should use next year. So don't get into that rut that you just always, always, always use the previous year safe harbor or the current year safe harbor. This is where this is one of the biggest things I do not see new clients coming in. What I mean, having a working knowledge, they've just always got into a rut and they didn't really know there was alternatives. Okay. Um, or they weren't even aware that they could mm-hmm. be charged an interest penalty or that they could owe money on April 15th without a penalty. That's just the learning curve. Right. Um, now the, I was going to say something else, Carrie, too. Well, just getting into the weeds a little bit. Sometimes with the current year safe harbor, we talk about a further delineation, and that's when you get into the annualization method. And there's a form for that with your tax return. And that's the idea that let's say the taxpayer, Carrie, was on the current year safe harbor. And they were paying the quarterly estimates. Now, remember, the quarterly estimates are due April 15th, June 15th, September 15th, and January 15th. And the reason why the fourth quarter, by the way, is due January 15th, it gives you the opportunity of getting those year-end numbers. Mm -hmm. So you could zero in more on the actual. But so let's say you had a taxpayer who, in a good, honest effort, was paying quarterly based on what they thought their taxes were going to be. And let's say then they win the lottery in the fourth quarter, or they get some income windfall. Maybe they sell a house, or, you know, that there's taxable income, or maybe they had a lot of, they sold a lot of assets, capital gains in the fourth quarter. So the, the idea of timely is, in, in, you know, that you're supposed to pay your taxes evenly throughout the whole year. So let's say if you thought your current year safe harbor was going to be $1,000 of tax, you should be paying, you know, 2500 in April, 2500 in June, 2500 in September, and the final 2500 in January. And that's timely, right? Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, if you had a, a, the taxpayer who said, oh, I'm going to be smart about this, I'm going to blow off the first three estimates, and I'll just pay $1,000 on the fourth quarter estimate. Mm. That's going to be considered non-timely. Right. Okay. Um, now, but what if the honest taxpayer was paying 2500 and then they got a big windfall? in the fourth quarter that that's they weren't expecting. That's why we have the January 15th. That's okay in well, that scenario. That's also why we have the annualization exception. And under the annualization exception, you fill out your, you, there's a form that you fill out all your taxable income by quarter. You break it down and then lay in how much taxes you had paid in by quarter. Right. So that may still protect you and that you get, can kind of get caught up. But there's a second way you can pay your taxes, and that's through the withholding process. And that's mm-hmm. what most of you do when you're working. Okay. Now, in retirement, if you're getting a pension, all right, you can make withholding elections on your pension. If you're collecting Social Security, they support federal withholding. They don't support Ohio withholding. And that's a surprise to a lot of people. Right. Because that's not the default with Social Security. Mm-hmm. The default with Social Security is no withholding. You have to actively turn on your withholding. You have to ask them to do that. Yeah. Um, and, and it even says on there, the Social Security voluntary federal. 
Right. So, yeah. So, you, but a lot of people aren't even aware they can do that. And then, of course, if you're taking IRA distributions, you can make withholding elections. Um, now, there are some notes about that. If you're, if you're, if you're taking money out of, let's say, a 401k or a 403b, you know, some type of company retirement plan, there is going to be a 20% mandatory federal withholding. Mm-hmm. Now, that's sometimes people don't even want that much or need that much, but that's one of the drawdowns. That's, you have to right. do that. If it's an IRA, there is no mandatory 20% federal withholding. Um, the other thing, too, is not all custodians. So the custodian is the one who actually has the IRA or the annuity or the uh, 403B or the 401K. The custodian is the one who actually has possession of it, and they're responsible for sending those 1099Rs to the mm-hmm. government that that you, you know reference how much money you took out and whether there was any withholding or not. Now, the, Ohio does not require them to support Ohio withholding. See, the federal government does. You know, the federal government mandates that they support federal withholding, but Ohio does not. So if you're trying to, so you have to figure out whether your custodians support Ohio withholding or not. Now, the benefit of withholding is on when you get back to the timing issue, okay? Because withholding, as long as it's withheld by December 31st, the government treats it as coming in evenly or timely throughout the whole year. Mm-hmm. That's a big advantage when you're in retirement. So, so literally, we have a lot of clients who they in in like in April they don't know really which safe harbor they want to be on. But if they have if they're at, they know how much of their RMD they're going to have to do that year and they're not planning on doing that to the end of the year, they just know, well, by the end of the year, I'll have a better idea of whether I want to go with the previous year's safe harbor or current year safe harbor. And then when I take my RMD out, I'll just make the appropriate withholding election. Right. And so even if that's done in December, that withholding is treated as coming in timely or evenly throughout the whole year. So you don't have to worry about cash flow for estimated payments. Right. Now... Back to the robots. All right. So a lot of you are using a robot to do your tax returns, TurboTax, HR blog, whatever. A lot of you may be using a CPA or an enrolled agent, and they use robots, right? Now, some of you I know are still doing it by pencil. Now, I don't recommend that. Right. But I know some of you are still doing it by pencil. But in either case, let's talk about the robots. So... In April, when you file your tax return, the one of the things is that the robots are going to default to the previous year's safe harbor, okay? Because the robots don't know any better. Well, and it's a known number, right? They know what your previous year's tax is because the, the robot just calculated. Because you're not you're not keying in anything for current year when yeah. you're doing the tax software, right? The robot it's, has no idea what you're, you're reporting. What happened in the past, right? So the robot's default is just to put you on the previous year safe harbor, and the way it's generally done is it looks at last year's tax liability, 
then it determines, it looks at how much withholding you had in the previous year, and it's just going to assume you had the exact same withholding the current year, so and you, that could be a mistake. So if you scaled back work, or yeah, you didn't just retire, maybe you cut back on your hours. Right. That may be a very bad assumption to just to assume that whatever withholding you had done last year is going to be exactly the amount of withholding you have done this year. But if you don't tell the robot differently, that's what it believes. Mm-hmm. So then it says, okay, so here's my last year's tax. Here's how much withholding I had last year. I'm assuming it's the same this year. The difference is what I got to divide by four and kick out quarterly estimates. Mm-hmm. And that's 99% of the tax software out there does it that way, unless you tell the robot differently. Okay? Um, Now, if you tell the robot differently, then it has the logic that you go down these other pathways. You say, I've got to tell you how much withholding I'm going to have this year. Or, I want to go on the current year safe harbor. Or, I want to do the annualization method. All right? Um and then the robot will calculate that accordingly. Um, all right. So let's see. I was talking about the timely. Um, all right. Now, if you're making the quarterly estimates, again, that's where we get into the timely. So what do we mean by timely there? Um, so, IRS website says if you mail your estimated taxpayer. Now, some people, carry are doing it electronically. Right. And then they have a record of it. It's done. They don't because, you know, an estimated payment being sent to the IRS could be sitting there for a while. Yeah. And, you know, and it's timed. You can set the dates ahead of time so you right. don't forget to send it. Right. You know, um, but but if you're mailing the old fashioned snail mail, um and if, as long as the date of the U.S. postmark is on or before the due date, the IRS will generally consider the payment to be on time. Let's hope, because now, you know how often they open their mail. Well, that's why, hopefully, the postmark they will look at. Um, now, generally, <laughs> in quotations there, I over the years... Now, we don't prepare tax returns for our clients, you know, no. we, we, but over the years, I've had our client CPAs talk to us about how they have seen the IRS send out notices to their um, you know their um, clients clients and it's just it, they know it was postmarked before but it wasn't received by the due date and they got a notice so yeah I have to argue that if you use IRS direct pay you can make payments up till 8 p.m Eastern time on the due date there you go okay uh, if you use a credit or a debit card, you can make payments up to midnight on the due date. Okay. So I would say just try not to make estimated payments. <clears throat> right. I mean, we have a lot of clients who that it's a it's 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 just a hassle. Right. But the good thing is it needs to be looked at and don't assume because Mark, we've had a few people in the last couple of weeks where you know we're revisiting it based on cash flow needs and what's going on and they haven't had to pay that third quarter or they've had to pay a lot less which has helped with cash flow like we had a, a gentleman this week i talked to and i said i called purposely to say remember don't send the estimated tax payment we're going to do it through 
anything you owe from now on is going to be through the IRA withholdings. And he said, thankfully, because I have a big dental bill, I just paid for a family vacation. I have some other expenses coming up. Kara, I know the case you're talking about. And that was a situation where he had no idea. He thought he had to make estimated payments. Right. Because his CPA just always assumed that's the way he wanted and to do it. And he's already at the minimum required distribution age, so he right. has to do distributions. And he wasn't doing any withholding on his IRA distributions. Right. He was just always making the quarterly estimates. But as the expenses got up, the cash flow got lower. And I said, well, let's just get away from that. And we had a three-way phone call with the CPA, right. and the CPA said, "Yes, y- y- you know, we'll call him Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith, you don't have you, if you're doing it through withholding. Even if you do the withholding at the end of the year on your RMDs, it will count." He 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 didn't even believe it. He thought that was like, right. why didn't I anybody call, tell this to I me before? And I called this week to say, make sure you do not send it. Right now, the difference this year, Carrie, is what you were getting to at the beginning is that. We had a lot of clients, a lot of taxpayers across the U.S. had huge capital gains last year. Now, whether they were using a professional investment advisor in a managed stock and bond portfolio or whether they were just doing it themselves in, in you know, mutual funds and the mutual funds kicked out a lot of capital gains. All right. Um, and, and that's because that's what they do. Right, they were locking in gains, trying to get ahead of the market decline that we saw this year. Right, so you have huge capital gains last year. So if you're on the previous year safe harbor and you are paying that this year, double check you. You might not have to make that third quarter estimate as high mm-hmm. if you get a year to date realized capital gain report that's nowhere near last year's. That's what we're seeing with our clients. So keep more of your money. So what, so even though our clients weren't sure in April, they were paying those quarterly estimates based on the previous year's safe harbor. But now before they send the check out the third quarter and the fourth quarter, we have more data and we're going to say, yeah, we can jump over to the current year safe harbor because there's no way our capital gains are going to be that high. Now they're saving cash flow. Now they might even not have to send that in the mail. Everything's working better. Make it work for you. Call for a free consultation or don't forget to register for our annual IRA and Roth classes at 440-239-2090 or financialfoodforthought.com. Go Jacoby! Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.